0: welcome everyone welcome this is how we begin our episodes yep i am gavin i'm Louie. and we're here as the mixed reviews mm-hmm. a podcast in which we take a subject and basically sort of apply the auteur theory to mm-hmm. them for all you film nerds mm-hmm. out there i am just watching movies you know and yeah. talking t- <laughs> watching movies talking shit that's <laughs> the new tagline well, i think well Speaking of walking... Walking.
1: Mm. Speaking
0: Mm. of walking, Speaking of walking. I never do it. uh, I literally just got done telling you how old I am. (laughs) Speaking of watching movies and talking shit, uh, we have a great subject for today's episode. Gavin, I'm really nervous. I'm nervous too. I'm nervous because I'm like... Am I basic? <laughs> and I'm nervous people are going to be like, "Louis, definitely basic. I don't think you're basic, at least not from the taste you've had so far. Maybe this will be the deal breaker. Oh my god, there's no more episodes after this. <laughs> so today's episode is... We're talking about Hot Topic. Hot Topic. Hot Topic and Hathaway. Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, uh, the princess of Genovia herself. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, uh, and let me tell you, I have spent way, way... Hathaway too much time on this subject. You were waiting for that joke. Yeah, I, mean, right I have. Oh, uh, Gavin, boo. boo. All, all the Hathaway puns yeah, all the time. Uh Just to get this out of the way before we move into her film career, most of you know who Anne Hathaway is. And Oscar if you... winning yeah. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> it came true. Oh, stop. Uh, um, I Maybe I should bring that up first, but I, I just want to give some... uh behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, Anne Hathaway was born in Brooklyn, New York. Her father is uh, Gerald Thomas Hathaway. He's a lawyer, and her mother, Kathleen Anne Kate Neem um, is a former actress who inspired Hathaway to follow in her footsteps. Kathleen played Fantine in the first U.S. tour of Les Mis. Mm. When Hathaway was six years old... Her Foreshadowing? Fa- exactly. When Hathaway was six years old, her family moved to Millburn, New Jersey, where she grew up. Hathaway is in the middle of three children with her older brother Michael and her younger brother Thomas. Kathleen is of Irish descent. This is weirdly personal. And Gerald is of Irish, French, English, and German ancestry. Did wow. she go to ancestry dot com? Like, what is happening? She got like a twenty three and me like DNA results. <laughs> exactly. The um she was on an episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I'm sure or something. No. Oh I don't, my I don't. god! I bet. Um, she'd be down for that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Hathaway attended Brooklyn Heights Montessori School and Wyoming Elementary School in Milburn. She graduated from Milburn High School, where she participated in many school plays. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, she spent right. several semesters studying as an English major and women's studies minor at Vassar College in Poughkeepsie, New York. Women's study minor? Yeah. Wow. Before transferring to the New York, New York University's Gallatin School of Individualized Study, referring to her college enrollment as one of her best decisions because she enjoyed being with others who were trying to, quote, grow up. What was that school? It sounded fake as fuck. It does sound fake. (laughs) New New York York University's Gallatin School of Individualized Study. That's fake. That's not real. (laughs) If you have enough money, you can just like do an individualized study? It was on the holodeck. I swear, it's (sighs) real. (laughs) Um, Hathaway studied at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and was the first teenager admitted to the Barrow Group Theater Company's acting program between 1998 and 1999. She sang Soprano with the All-Eastern U.S. High School Honors Chorus at Carnegie Hall and plays at Seton Hall Preparatory School in West Orange, New Jersey. Come through Seton Hall, yeah. Uh, Meryl Streep was her idol, um, and her acting style has been compared to those of Judy Garland and Audrey Hepburn. Acting style, what does that mean? Um, well, that's that's sort of what we're here to discuss, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I mean, that's a, I was I was thinking about this earlier. It's one of the one of the flaws, mm-hmm. or possibly bonuses of our podcast is, like, how much is someone's, especially celebrities' personality shaped not just by their performance, but by, you know, the producers who work on their films mm-hmm. and the directors and the editors, the lens, and then just the person at home who gets to decide, you know, how they feel about this person based yeah. off of all that stuff. I mean, it's crazy because Anne Hathaway, I feel like, has especially been scrutinized Oh, absolutely for... All like the things you just said, like, and I was thinking, was like, "Is Anne Hathaway a good actress?" Big question, like, big thing. Question: Is she a good actress? I, I'll come out right now and say I actually do. I think she's a. I think she's a really good actress. Okay. I think she needs to fire a fucking manager. Yes, <laughs> but uh, making some poor decisions. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, but uh, no, I I do think she's actually talented. Um, I would describe her acting style. Which also is a tough thing because if you think about actors, like part of their job is to lose themselves in a performance to convince you that there's somebody else. Yeah. Um, though that's such a opposite effect of like what causes you to go see a movie is usually I like this celebrity, yeah. I wanna see them do this thing. Um it's me and Andrew Garfield. I went and saw Hacksaw Ridge because I love him. The, He's uh, my boyfriend. <laughs> Has he kept returning your calls? Um, we, we yeah. uh we, we text. Oh uh, good. Little... Mostly me, but Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, he loves me. He oh, does. good, good. <laughs> just as long as you're aware. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he is. Yeah, yeah. As long yeah. as you're aware. Yeah. Um, but, uh, one of the things I, I like about Anne Hathaway is the thing that sort of unifies a lot of her performances is she's, has this vulnerability to her. Even when she's playing a really strong character, even when she's playing a very silly character, she's got this sort of vulnerability that draws you in the sort of like, innocence that yeah. that will bring you forward and she doesn't always play innocent characters and that's what's kind of interesting about what she projects i also think that stuff is um like a magnet to people who want yeah. to hate her Weakness bring someone is, down yeah exactly it's so bizarre and i remember for a while thinking about like i was like oh do i like her do i not like her and yeah then, and then a lot of people came out and do not like her and uh I was thinking like, why don't people like her? And my friend was saying, you know, well, she just tries too hard. She's she's so thirsty. Right. And why is that bad? But also, but I agree. But because, I get it. Yeah. You know, and 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 I part of me is like, oh, when I think about like Robert Downey Jr., who like never went to like acting school. He just was like, whatever, lol, This is me. <laughs> and you know, part of me is like, yeah, he's great. I like him a lot. But like, I can't shit on Anne Hathaway for trying and like right. wanting to, you know, right perform and be this theater kid. It's funny, I get I get that too, because I, I think one of the the biggest black marks against her was that Oscar campaign for Lame Is. Because yeah. she's really not in Laymez for that yeah. much. And she's real like she really got nominated for singing a song.
2: I dreamed a dream in time gone by And hope was high and life worth living. I dream that love would never die. I dream that God would be forgiving.
0: And there are people who would say that about I feel like there are people who would say that about Jennifer Hudson oh, Dream Dreamgirls, but absolutely. I think Jennifer Hudson actually pulls like she's in that movie a lot and yeah. that movie really is her movie more yeah. so than Beyoncé's. Fair, fair, true. So, I but I think Jennifer... that's an unfair, unfair judgment on Jennifer Hudson, whereas I do feel like that's kind of a fair judgment on, on Anne Hathaway. I mean, I, I've seen Lame is, I, I think, I saw it here, um, in New York, like a while ago, when, before I moved, and, um, she is the best thing, I think, in that movie. True. Um, You know, like... Oh, wait, what are you talking about? Russell Crowe's know, Oscar like, award <laughs> winning? No, con- no, Controversial pick, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I rewatched that scene on YouTube and I was just like, and, and read an interview and she was like, I was miserable, you know, doing that. And I knew that I wasn't as good a singer as like the people who have done it before. And so she decided to kind of like, it's very desperate. Um And then she even said about the Oscar campaign, she was like, I was still miserable and I didn't like having to talk about it. And I hated people asking me how I got those so thin. And I, yeah. And that's a big problem. That's and she, always a big, problem. and she was like, I was, and so for us to be reading like this campaign and being like, Oh, she's so ungenuine. And you know, even when she won and her whole, it came yeah, true. Yeah, She even <laughs> like, she was, I don't even need to put that sound clip in this episode. No, we've set it up. That's yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, there was drama about her dress and yeah. drama, how she like, did this, and, um, Andy Cohen just like did an interview with her and asked her like, who would you have loved? Um, who were you most happy that you beat that year for the Oscar? And she was like, honestly, I would have much preferred if any of them won. <laughs> and Andy was like, why? And she's like, you know why? And, that's amazing. And, and she was just like sitting back, like cross legs and was just like, you know why? And, and that's what I kind of love about her. She's aware. She knows. She's like, yeah. she was like, I was wearing a dress that made my nipples look crazy. <laughs> I was, I was miserable on the campaign from like, Bullshit questions, and I was also miserable just from playing this role. Yeah. Um, and so I think she kind of like, uh, uh, you know, got like, I really think she worked, you know, she really had to get shit on to like get that fucking Oscar. Right. I mean, there's, there's a huge history of like the undue pressure <clears throat> that's put on the ingenue, and that's really what Anne Hathaway is. She's yeah. not, I mean, she's not really, she's good in comedies, but she's not really that super goofy and like she's just young beautiful woman yeah. who projects this really strong um, you know aura about her and like if you you look at Judy Garland you look at I know like I feel bad naming these people because these are people that she said are influenced but even like she reminds me a lot of Julia Roberts when Julia mm-hmm. Roberts yeah. was younger as well too the, mouth. the mouth obviously <laughs> But uh, but you see the way Julia Roberts has guarded herself amongst yeah. her career and really held people off I mean that's crazy because you don't see a lot of tabloid nonsense about Anne hathaway right you know when she is in the headlines it's because she's promoting a movie right or like she, her brother who came out and she did that whole human rights campaign yeah thing. which another awesome thing that she's probably yeah. not given enough credit for and yeah. i think that's the other thing is she's she's very firm in her beliefs and yeah. i think that also makes her a target which is unfortunate
3: i listened at first and that i couldn't help it you know you um and you try to shut it off and and I couldn't, and then I realized why I couldn't was I hadn't learned to love myself yet. I hadn't gotten there. And if you don't love yourself when someone else says horrible things to you, a part of you is always going to believe them. Yep. And I, so then it was like, OK, I don't want to believe these people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to agree with them on any level. I want to, and I, I want to figure out who I am. I want to learn who I am and I don't want to feel like I'm I'm fragile every time I leave the house because I'm so dependent on what other people think about me. Mm-hmm. So I just took a step back and as Matthew would say, Matthew McConaughey, my co-star and interest, I would say I just kept living.
0: And yeah, and we see, I mean, I read this whole thing about Jennifer Lawrence. So like same thing has happened to her and I'm not a huge Jennifer Lawrence fan, but yeah, I remember everyone was like, we love her. And then like she won the Oscar and it's like, we hate her. Well, and and part of it is too, once again, I I don't want to Absolve them completely from blame. I think it's also a manager issue. Like, I mm. think it'd be easier to swallow the things Jennifer Lawrence says if she doesn't star in something abhorrently sexist like Passengers. Yeah. And it was also in a movie called Passengers. Um, we're going to talk about that later. Different movie. Yeah, different oh, Passengers. But, uh, but yeah, so she's young. I do want to point that out. Yeah. Uh, she, so her first big break was a, a TV show on Fox called Get Real, I yeah. want to say. We tried to like find like at least an yes. opening clip and we could, I could not find. Yeah. Weirdly enough, uh, it also launched Jesse Eisenberg's career. She played his older sister, but that's literally like the only, we found some clips with Jesse Eisenberg, but that's, yeah. that's about it. Um, but like her first big break obviously came in 2001, Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries. And so, so I was going to say, you said that you don't think she's pretty goofy. I think she is. I think, I think, she's, I think she can be. I think I, she's, um, because that's her, like, theater kid spirit, like... Yeah. And she has, like, this trove of silly, goofy kid movies that where she's going to work, and she, yeah. like, is, like, playing for, like, the goofball, like, slapstick, whatever. But beyond those movies, there was, like, Ella Enchanted. Right. Well, it's interesting to to also think about The Princess Diaries, because that's really what caused her to blow up. But at the same time, um she had done one other movie before then that actually came out afterwards. Yeah. Because Disney had a producing hand in both, and that's when we call it The Other Side of Heaven, which is basically Mormon propaganda. Garbage. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, like, I would love to talk more about that, but, like, in terms of talking about Anne Hathaway, she literally just looks at the moon and reads letters for the... I watched it, and I was like, oh, she's not in this. Yeah, exactly. Like, Um, and I... I bet you they were like, oh, well, we have this pretty girl on this movie. Let's also put her in this. And then they realized Princess Diaries is, like, a way better movie. Yeah. And, like, I was like, how dare they put her on the cover of The Other Side of Heaven? Because she is... That it, movie is not about her. It did star adorable Christopher Gorham. Christopher who sh- Gorham. Who should have a better career than he is. Uh, uh, and also, Christopher Gorham, who, <laughs> whose career... Um started he's just like adorable nerdy dude and then hollywood made him go get buff and yeah. now he is ripped and jacked and i'm like and he's doing guest stints on the magicians yes <laughs> and um I, I first saw his body yada yada on ugly betty and i was like I, but he's still playing the nerdy roles see mine was jake 2.0 i watched oh, the entire my. thing in college nobody remembers it's upn show it's basically uh U. <laughs> yeah exactly uh basically a six million dollar man episode uh, a, like great. show and what made it even better is they had the six million dollar man guest star on an episode of course but they couldn't call him that uh-huh but they did do the like when he ran one sorry i am so much nerdier than wow, you, wow, you wow, are i'm like this like are... are you asleep <laughs> <Have> You drawn? <laughs> i'm sorry wait have you drawn eyes on your eyelids um <laughs> Was he not also in the WB's Popular? Popular, yeah. So wh- where's Ryan Murphy in helping him out? Hello? Ryan God. Murphy. Call up Ryan Murphy. Get him on American Christopher, Horse call Story. him up. <laughs> if you're listening, Chris. <laughs> uh, but yes, so I suppose this is the time where we should say what films we watch. Yes, great. Okay. You go. Excellent. So I went pretty hardcore into this because I realized I had not seen that many Anne Hathaway films. Okay. Um, so I... For the first time, saw the Princess Diaries, The Other Side of Heaven, uh, Nicholas Nickleby, I rewatched Ella Enchanted, uh, saw the Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement for the first time, Havoc, uh, rewatched Brokeback Mountain, uh, rewatched Devil Wears Prada, watched Becoming Jane, Get Smart, Rachel Getting Married, which was a rewatch, Passengers, Valentine's Day, Love and Other Drugs for the first time, Rio for the first time, One Day, um, you saw I, Rio? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I've seen Alice in Wonderland. I've seen Bride Wars. I've seen Les Miserables. uh have seen Song 1. Uh, Interstellar I've seen. The Intern I've seen. I've watched Alice Through the Looking Glass. Wow. And I went to the theaters to see Colossal, wow. which is out now. Did you? So you saw everything? I saw everything except for... Um, this movie called Don Peyote, Agent of Truth, that yes. she did in 2014. I didn't see it. Either. And I felt the need not to watch that. I was like, I, I saw the tra- I saw the trailer and I was like, I don't think she's really in this. <laughs> That's uh, uh, and Hoodwinked I've seen bits of before because I have an 18-year-old niece who was once not 18. Do so. not lie, Gavin. <laughs> You've been watching Hoodwinked every night. Every fucking night. Yeah. Um I saw I have seen Love and Other Drugs, I have seen Rob. I rewatched *Princess Diaries*. Forgot that it was in San Francisco. Forgot that the mayor at the time is in that movie, Willie Brown, who is such a diva. That's right. It doesn't rain on Willie Brown. Yeah, is that what yeah. his line? It never rains down on Willie Brown. <laughs> uh-huh. I used to well work, delivered. Uh, like, and he is, is a columnist for the San Francisco Carmel. Carmel. Oh. and I'll, he he is like a celebrity. So, your celebrity. Mm-hmm. So he's your old work buddy. Yes, Got my old work buddy. Um, I have seen Dark Night Rises. I saw The Intern. I, s- I just saw Get Smart. I rewatched Interstellar. Don't look at me, Gavin. <laughs> um, I've seen Devil Wars part like 18 oh, she, times. She's <laughs> given such a terrible role in Interstellars. Yeah. Um, I, I have seen Brokewick Mountain. I didn't want to be sad, so I didn't watch it again. Um, I watched for the first time Bride Wars. I feel like I've seen Havoc, because I really think back home I have a DVD of it. Well, see, Havoc's an interesting case, and maybe we can get into that more later, but it never came out in yeah. America in terms of theatrical distribution, mm-hmm. because it was taken away from the director, which—the uh, director's Barbara Koppel, who's a very famous documentarian, and still to this day makes documentaries. It was her one foray, foray into fiction, and it, the film was taken away from her, and Anne Hathaway uh, pulled from doing press from it. Because oh. right, she was pissed that the—and therefore the studio decided to just send it straight to DVD. I did not know all that drama. And it's funny because, like, it's the first film of Channing Tatum. It's, you know, like— Yeah, crazy. Um, I saw, for the first time, Ella Enchanted. I rewatched Rachel Getting Married uh i sorry i watched like half of becoming jane but then um <laughs> i fell asleep uh i watched for the first time princess diaries 2 I'm one so day sorry. you know um i have seen alice in wonderland for the first time i saw valentine's day who i watched rio a million years ago i did not watch the second alice in wonderland because why um she's in it a lot surprisingly really? yeah oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not here for Johnny Depp. No, me Uh, me neither. The the Hot Topic Johnny Depp of America? No. (laughs) Um, I watched The Other Side of Heaven. I watched Song One. Saw Passengers Today. Watched Nicholas Nickleby. Uh, And that's it, right? Oh, and I saw Colossal. Yes. I went and saw Colossal last week. Okay. So she has had a a wide career in a very short amount of time. She is younger than anybody we've talked about so far. And she's had the shortest career. But she's done a lot. Even, I was thinking, because she's... Colossal was her, like, quote, coming back, right. you know, but I was looking at... Which is ridiculous. She hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, but literally, she hasn't gone anywhere because even it would, while she was gone, she was in movies. Right. Like, you know, maybe she wasn't as many, but it was like, oh, yeah, she made a movie in 2014. Yeah, she made a movie, like, 2015. Like, it's not like... She was not a recluse. She just wasn't, right. like... She just wasn't, like, at the Oscars every year like Amy Adams is. Right. Right. Absolutely. Which I will say, also, thinking about, like, people who are trying hard and thirsty for Oscars... I think about Amy Adams and not about. I feel like way. Amy Adams isn't as vocal, though. like, and maybe Correct. that's but maybe that's her people as well. Yeah, I but... really want Anne Hathaway to fire her manager, and if you're listening, fire your Anne, manager. Listen, <laughs> but I think like they for a while both of them were kind of in the same boat of like you know uh, beautiful actresses who are you know, like on the grind to get into movies to get you know like this Oscar Academy whatever. Um, and I was for a while. I was like, "Ugh, Amy Adams." But but then I'm, I kept watching her movies, and I was like, "You know what? Fuck that. She's good. I like she, her. Yeah, absolutely. I like her." And and I feel the same way about um Anne Hathaway. I was like, "You know what? Fuck that. She is good. I like watching yeah. her." And the, and like I've always been on the cautious side of like if if the press or people are going after somebody, I'm like, "Fuck that noise." Like I mm-hmm. I kind of want to know more about that person and give them an actual shot, but I was definitely for a little bit on the, like, uh oh, Anne Hathaway, like, exhausted of the, yeah. like, press cycle that she had. She even had. said that, though. She said, I need to go away for a while because I think people yeah. are kind of over me. And I'll, I'll admit that, like... You're a uh, dick. No, but in watching it, like, she's... I like her. Like, I definitely have no reason not to like her. Yeah. And it's... I don't know. That's one of the things that I've actually enjoyed about doing this podcast is I've, like, I've gained a new appreciation for her. And like, I sort of have the same appreciation for Kirsten Dunst and Will Smith (laughs) that I had before, but like Anne Hathaway, I'm like
1: shocked. Like,
0: yeah, she's done some really good things and she's made some really interesting career choices that have not all been great, but they're at least interesting. I was surprised. I hadn't seen Alan Chance before. And I was like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. I was like this uh, is I actually really like Ellen I mean <laughs> I mean it's a very dumb kids yeah. movie, but like, like it's yeah. in the vein of um uh like oh, man, what's not the never ending story? Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah. I was like, that was definitely what they were going for. Like Heidi Klum's a giant in it. Yes. Yeah, like well, I mean the, the the weirdest thing is what movie is um Vivica a. Fox Foxes. Oh yeah. yeah Vivica I mean, A. Fox is like as the, out a, of this world. As like movie. a drunk fairy godmother. Yeah. Also, Mini Driver Doing an American accent. Yes. In a movie that is taking place in like medieval times. Yeah. yeah. But that is like weirdly modern also. <laughs> like it was such a bizarre but funny move. I was like, yeah. oh, this is fun. Like I could get into this. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, we should move into our picks because I'm very curious to find out. Um, but, yeah. Oh, also, I just want to give a quick shout out. Probably shouldn't do this in the middle of an episode, but like if you've been listening, you'll notice I pepper in clips. From the movies but also from interviews and i really wanted to uh put a shout out to uh wtf which i've been stealing a lot of clips from Great. and like but they're in the public so it's not so i just want to put it out there like if you want to hear more from anne hathaway herself mm. maybe go listen to wtf with mark Marin. she has a full interview there but i'm probably going to be putting in some clips yeah. from that in this episode yeah and she's doing press for colossal now so there's yes. lots of good interviews she's a lots big stoner yep and I love it. Yeah, I want Anne Hathaway just to be like kicking back and you know doing her drags. Of is there a drag? Oh, I'm I'm such a stoner guy. Yeah, Obviously. clearly. <laughs> clearly, just a big pothead. Now I'm asleep. Yeah, yeah, no. I take one like pot and I'm like bye! But uh, but yeah. So okay. I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, so um, I think I love Anne Hathaway the most in the Princess Diaries. Um, I it's so pure. It's so pure.
1: I'm really no good at speech making. Uh, normally I get so nervous that I I, I faint or run away or um, sometimes I even get sick. Oh. <laughs> but you really didn't need to know that. Um, but I'm not so afraid anymore. No, my, my father helped me. Earlier this evening, I had every intention of giving up my claim to the throne. And my mother helped me by telling me that it was okay and by supporting me like she has for my entire life. But then I wondered how I'd feel after abdicating my role as Princess of Genovia. Would I feel relieved, would I feel sad? And then I realized How many stupid times a day I use the word I. In fact, probably all I ever do is think about myself. And how lame is that when there's like 7 billion other people out there on the planet? And when... Sorry, sorry, I'm going too fast.
0: And also the movie, like, it still holds up. Um, I will not talk about Princess Diaries 2, because that is garbage. Um, How dare Raven simonier <laughs> that, that movie is garbage, and like that movie is the the the. We can come back to the first movie because I genuinely also think the first movie is fun and cute. Yeah. Um, but the second movie is the most like I know. Last week we talked about like Disney Channel movies for mm, Bad News Bears. Yeah, the Princess Diaries two is, is the, the most that biggest Disney Channel movie I have ever seen. The most that that like came they're out. like the, princesses of around the world. Yeah. Oh my god. And like it. Like even the sets, like it looked like it was all shot. I don't like, know uh, where yeah. the money went for that movie. I don't know either. They like maybe spent all the money. I mean, first of all, Anne looks great. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, what? that's like there's a makeover scene, which by the way, there's a huge common theme in almost all Anne Hathaway movies, which I think is ridiculous because it's is just it like, the makeover. Yeah, and it's just like why, like why does she need to be made over? Yeah. Like because uh, like, it happens. To Devil wears Prada. Mm-hmm. Like there's like bits like elements of it in Ella Enchanted and stuff oh, true. like. So it's just like, why do they feel the need to like try and convince us she's not starting well, out as pretty? It's, it's crazy because Anne Hathaway gives off that like every day, every girl vibe, you yeah. know? And so it's like, oh, I can relate to her. I mean, in this, and in the Princess Diaries, it's very that, you know, she's got the hair and she's like, no, and, um, uh, uniforms are cool, um, <laughs> and whatever. And, uh, and like, at least in that, they did give her the hair. I guess the hair was like a massive wig. Yeah. So, um, but that movie is just so fun and, uh, like, an, like an easy story to get through and it's not like um just full of like everything that's wrong about Princess Diaries 2 you know is right in Princess Diaries 1 you know uh, Julie motherfucking Andrews oh my god she's amazing I think Anne Hathaway is definitely an actress who like just gets on whatever level she needs to when like the act she's better when people who are good are around her and it's not easy like I can't imagine going up against somebody like Julie Andrews going up against somebody like Meryl Streep and once again as we mentioned before you know Princess Diaries, like chronologically in terms of theatrical release, is her first movie, yeah. but it was her second film. Yeah, and to be cast against Julie Andrews, somebody yeah. who's been in the business for like even like Hector Elizondo, who's so good in yeah. that movie, also, which is like um, I must say, a Gary Marshall staple. Like, yeah, he's oh, a, like, ten thousand percent, ten thousand um, uh, percent. This movie is just like fun. I mean, I don't even know what to say about this movie. It's like uh, all the gifts. That is, we are blessed to have all the gifts from this movie. Uh, so much falling down, so, like, and her, <laughs> like, her like slumpy shoulders, and like. And, and her, I I buy the, like, very gentle humor, and, like, the, oh, no, brain freeze, and, like, oh, no, like, oh, my, the best was when she falls on the the bleachers, and, like, that apparently was not, like, scripted, yes. and she just, like, fell and just started laughing her face off, and then her um best friend, who, um, oh, what's her name? The... I can't think of her name either, but she's in Welcome to the Dollhouse, like, that's yeah. how, yeah. Yeah, she, who's great. Yeah, she's um, amazing. And I also love that the, the love story in that movie it was so light. You know, like it wasn't like a huge thing. Um, also, we are blessed in that movie by having Miss Amanda Moore um, <laughs> playing, like. <yeah. laughs> Miss Amanda Moore. <laughs> playing. As um... she's asked for her to be called, yeah, by yes. the way. Yes. Um, she had her musical number in that movie. Oh, oh my God. Also, I will say in that movie. you can... Oh, Heather uh, Matarazzo. Yes. Sorry. Heather Matarazzo is her. Who best recently friend. tweeted something like, because they, you know, the. You know, Lafu, and the New Beauty and the Beast was, like, the first gay Disney character. Yeah. And she was like, um, hello, did you not <laughs> see me in Princess Diaries? <laughs> I was like, true. Um, uh Mandy Moore, who has her, like, singing moment on the beach, right? Yeah. Um, which also, first of all, no one is having that type of high school party on Baker Beach in San Francisco. <laughs> that is, like... Very close to, like, a nude beach, I think? Those girls are so mean. Why can't I, they just be nice? <laughs> but, like, the soundtrack of that movie is also amazing. Like, it, all the Radio Disney hits were well, peppered through. I absolutely love the fact that, like, under her, like, IMDb acting credits, it's listed as playing Mia Thermopolis yes. in the music video to Supergirl by Crystal Harris. Yes. I'm Supergirl. <laughs> um, also, great name, Mia Thermopolis. Yes. Um, I believe that comes from the book. The literature? Yes, the literature. (laughs) Um, Princess of Genovia. Yes. And what's really cool, too, in that movie, like, that movie was really a family affair for her because her father got to play her deceased father in the film. So that scene where he's barely in it, but he's, like, writing the letter and then, like, he reads it to her over, like, towards the end of the movie um, that's her real father. That's oh, wow. Anne Hathaway's actual father. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I could have done without the sequel, honestly. Like, oh yeah, that sequel's awful. And apparently they were prepping a third one before Gary Marshall passed yeah. away. RIP. And also, I mean, I think literally interviews like Julie Andrews and Anne and Hector is almost like, yeah, everyone, should, we, we want to do it in honor. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I did read though that she was the first pick to be in, um, the Phantom of the Opera movie. Yeah. Could not do it because she was contractually obligated to do the second Princess Diaries. And the, uh, oh sorry but and, and what i will say is and she dodged a bullet <laughs> is that what you're gonna say no i was gonna say as bad as princess diaries twos is she shows up and she like yeah. is still giving you goofy faces like and she's you know it, there's just no saving that movie because it's garbage and bad and yeah also chris pine what are you doing here yeah well chris pines that movie gave us chris pine so i gotta thank them for that did it yeah um also uh Shonda Rhimes wrote the second movie. You are fucking lying, Shonda Rhimes. Shonda, how dare you betray me like this? (laughs) Um, now you know how to get away with murder. I know. Let (laughs) Disney pay up front. I could not believe. (laughs) I am. (laughs) I'm shooketh. Um, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy all these years, not knowing. Yeah, now you know it's a big betrayal. <laughs> it really is. Oh my god. Uh, so I suppose that would be my turn then. Yeah. And I'm shocked you didn't pick this one. So I actually had a backup prepared, but I'm glad I could do it. My favorite performance from her is Rachel getting married. Uh huh. And, um, I recently rewatched it. I had not seen it since, uh, I saw it in the theaters, uh, alone. Very sadly, doing the worst theater crime you can do in a non, in a theater which you don't, are not served food. Which is... Did you have your, like, McDonald's in your bag? And... Um, I had a fucking container of lomain. Yeah, Ooh! Yeah. I cannot believe... Um, I'm a monster! The, the sm- <laughs> you were like, it doesn't smell too bad. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> um, you're like, no one's gonna... He, on the sly. Meanwhile, like, Rachel's getting married and Anne's a drug addict, and you're like... Yeah. <laughs> um, so, for those who have not seen Rachel Getting Married, Rachel Getting Married is a film in which uh, Anne Hathaway plays Kim, the sister of the titular Rachel... Um, uh, I love saying that. Uh Um, And she has been in a home because uh, she was a drug addict and alcoholic um, who has... Uh, you know, you find out right up front, so I don't want to like you. Well, you know she's murdered someone, yes. and you don't find out who she. Did we know she murdered someone? Yeah, because the very first scene she's in with Sebastian Stan. Yeah, he so like. Stressed. Oh, and he said, "Oh, you're gonna go kill someone." Yeah, exactly. And I was like, "Winter Soldier, get out of here!" <laughs> um He's really good in that one scene. Uh, he's like, sw- like picking his own hair and yeah. stuff. Uh, but yeah, and she goes home for her sister's wedding. Um, it's a movie filled with. Great performances because it's not just her. Rosemary Dewitt yeah. plays her sister Rachel. So good. I mean, absolutely amazing. Lead singer of uh, TV on the yes. radio. Um, right? I his name is not coming to me, and that's why I'm like searching through. Um, he's and he's great in the movie. And- yeah. And Um, after I saw the movie, I was like, I want to get married just like Rachel did, (laughs) because I love that wedding. (laughs) And I will admit, there's definitely some things in there, like, there's definitely some things that last way too long in the film, and they could be cut shorter, but I, I feel like it's more... That film's braver than a lot of other Hollywood films to keep all that stuff in. Yeah, And, like, it never gets boring, and I'm never, like, upset that I have to go through all that. And it does feel like a real wedding. And oh yeah and why it's like can I not find his name. It's like but, a 3 day it takes place over 3 days I mm-hmm. think like just a weekend. Um all the music was real yeah. in the film. Uh there there's musicians in the film that are just constantly playing and there's a great scene where she yells at them to shut up, and I guess it was unscripted. Yeah, I think because she was so like in character and so annoyed <laughs> that they were like. She asked, "Are they going to be playing all weekend?" Yes. And yeah. Then, and then her stepmom is like, "I'll go ask them." Yeah. Up. <laughs> hey, no, who did not have any lines in that scene? Yeah. And that's what's amazing It's like she got up and like. uh, But Tunde Adebimpe by yes. the way, plays Sydney. Uh Speaking of this, uh this movie was written by Jenny Lamette, who's Sydney Lamette's daughter. Um, the the one scene I hate in the movie, there's like a competition for. Um, um, stacking the. You don't the, like that scene? No, well, just because I feel like it, it puts too much onus on Bill Irwin, who I don't feel like we've we know enough about his character. I don't need to see his manhood challenged by this new man in his daughter's life. Um, but the funny thing is, that's the one true story in the in the script because wow. it happened between Sidney Lumet and Bob Fosse of all people. <laughs> God, Bob. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, that's funny you thought that about that scene though, because I I thought that was just like a vehicle to talk about, like to. For him to like be uh, full of grief seeing about the sons. And th- plate. I, that's true. Oh yeah. I, I guess I forgot about that. Even though I just recently rewatched it. I mean, like there, I, for me, it was like, so it's essentially, it's like a competition to, to who can stat or who can fit the most stuff in the dishwasher. Yes. And, um, Sydney's like, Oh, come on, old man, blah, blah, whatever. And he does whatever. And then like the father is going to redo it. And then he's like, I need more place. Because he's, like, kicking his ass. And then, like, Rachel brings... Not Rachel, um, Kim. and Hathaway's character brings more plates, and he comes across a plate of the son who has died who, um, spoiler alert, is who Kim Kim killed. killed. She, uh, he died in a car accident. A really dramatic car accident. She was high or wasted or whatever. Um, I mean, she's, she's really amazing all throughout the film. And it's funny, um, I guess, like, she wasn't necessarily... The, no, she was. She that's that's right. That for that film, she was actually the first choice. Uh Jonathan Demi, who directed it, saw her in something and realized, like, oh, I need to get her in like a really dramatic role. And uh and like really held her in thought for that. Um and I really would love to point towards the scene between her and Deborah Winger, who also had basically been in retirement
2: yeah. until she came out,
0: um where it's really the one scene where her mother and her confront each other um and it really plays into a great scene later on in the film where it's there's rough. like yeah but the the freak out that occurs in that scene is heartbreaking and they play it so well because uh, in that scene you would think that Anne hathaway would be more um i don't like i guess sad and she's yeah. not because the yeah. way it escalates so quickly yeah. it turns violent and then she's clearly sad but it like it comes out in this rage for both of them Uh uh-huh
2: why did you leave me in charge of him you know all of you knew kim people told you i was a junkie i was a crazy drug addict i stole from you yes i lied to your face I weighed six pounds. My hair was falling out. I spent every dinner in the bathroom. Honey, you were sick. That was an illness. You know what I was. I stayed in my room for days. I passed out all the time. No, no. What were you thinking? No. Why, Why did you leave me? I wasn't there. I didn't leave you. Why would you leave me in charge of him? Because you were good with him,
3: Mom. Mom, why would you leave? No, you were a drug addict
2: to watch your son. No, you were good with him. Ma- you were the best you were with him. Listen to me. Look, well, I didn't. To expect what you to kill him, Sweetheart?
1: Mom, Ma- you, you were not supposed, supposed to kill him. What are you doing? Get off! Get off, Mom! No! Oh! Fuck.
0: I think she's also just very desperate in that movie. Yeah. She's desperate for like, I, the one part she says, um, do I not deserve love anymore? I think is like one of like the most heartbreaking yeah. lines, you know, I did, I did this awful thing. And does that mean my, my life is over? Does not, is devoid of all love. And she, and her and her sister have a really like rocky relationship. What I like about the movie is like, they don't play it any type of way, except it's complicated. Yeah. And at the yeah. end, and at the end, you know, um they're still sisters and they still love each other. And they recognize, you know, they fight. But it's not like, hmm, I'm not talking to you, or like, you know, and they don't have to resolve it. Like, a lot of their fights don't get resolved. Right. But and at the end, they're just still sisters and love each other. And like, I don't want to get too personal, but if you've ever had a relationship with somebody like that in your life, it's like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's a very uh, honest movie. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's hard to deal with a family member who has those problems. And, and... it's weird because they all have different relationships with each other. Like, yeah. So w- between her and Rachel, there's like a weird relationship, and then her and her dad... And, um, the dad... Her dad's a very like helicoptery type parent. Like, yeah. Rachel at one point accuses him of like not being able to start a sentence without asking, how's Kim? Where's Kim? What's yeah. Kim up to? And then and... there's the mom, like, so the parents have separated. And then there's the mom who, like, just does not really, she, like, kind of sneaks in a little bit yeah. and just doesn't really want to be around any of them, really. It's weird. Really, <laughs> it's really weird and bizarre. And um... then Rachel just like, or not Rachel, a like Kim who's just like desperate for like any, kind of like place in this family. I want to ask you at the end of the movie, she goes back to the home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was that like always the like she was going yes. to leave? come? For, okay. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. She sure. it was like a weekend pass essentially. Okay. I like her therapy wasn't done. Her, you know, gotcha. her... I was not, I was like, I couldn't tell if it was that or like she decides at the end, I'm not done. I need to go back and keep getting help. No, I think, I think that it's always was the case that she knew she was going back. Yeah. Cool. Um, but, uh, just sidebar, so now that you have our top picks, the, just want to give a shout out to some of our other really good performances, if you're looking for other really good performances. Mm-hmm. I completely agree on The Princess Diaries. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, Devil Wears Prada is, Oh my yeah, god. Like, I, I, will be honest, I rewatched that movie, and I don't, I actually don't think the movie's that good, and I know that's, like, really? sacrilege, but she... Gavin, we're I, done here? Yeah. <laughs> we're done here, Gavin? <laughs> uh, clear. Um, but, uh but her and Meryl Streep and the way they play off each other.
3: Yeah, I came to New York to be a journalist and uh, sent letters out everywhere and, and finally got a call from Elias Clark and met with Sherry up at
2: Human Resources and basically it's this our auto universe. So you don't read Runway? Uh, no. And before today you had never heard of me? No. And you have no style or sense of fashion? Well, um I think that depends on what you're oh, No. That wasn't a question.
0: And I think everybody in the movie is really fantastic. I think the movie's a little shallow in my I mean, but I, I think it I think the movie like does its best to preach against being shallow, mm-hmm. but their preaching is also pretty shallow. Well so. it's weird. I mean I I know someone was like that the the iconic scene where she's yeah. like uh it's blue and she does yeah. the whole speech. Oh right? all the Cerulean. Yeah the yeah. Cerulean. Um and a friend was like, well, yeah, she still doesn't care about it. Cause blah, blah. blah. And I was like, no, I, I think that the movies, I think the, the weak point of that movie is fucking Adrian Grenier and her shitty fucking friends. Yeah. If you have a very important job and well, that's, that's literally what I mean by the movie. Like the preaching against the shallowness is also really shallow yeah. because the people she's still surrounding herself with in her real life are also terrible. Yeah. Like awful. she's a woman surrounded by terrible people. He's like, oh, there's <laughs> a boyfriend who's like, mm, you didn't do this and, uh, uh. Yeah. and it's like, she is working like and she's at a huge opportunity to do like better herself in her career. It's like I could not believe and even her friends who were like, Ooh, all these fancy things, yes, give all these fancy things. But then like they take her phone when her boss is calling her. I was like, Oh no. Absolutely not. <laughs> um also they aforementioned Ellen Enchanted, which I do think like if you have a kid, it's a fun, harmless movie. Yeah. Um, she also sings a lot in it because let me tell you, girl will take any chance to sing. Absolutely. And she's like that Kristen Wiig sketch where she's like, don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. She sings, um, Queen. Yeah. And it's great. It's so good. It's um, great. and I like that they're like louder. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But, um, and, uh, Brokeback Mountain, obviously, which is not one that I think of that often because she's not the focus of the movie. And she's actually, I've heard interviews where she talks about like how, Everybody else was nominated mm. for that movie. Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal, and um Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams, thank you. Uh whom is amazing in that yes. movie. Um and she was kinda like the huh on the uh-huh. like interview tour. She was the um other wife, right? Yes. She's Jake Gyllenhaal's wife. Correct. Um and that scene at the end where Heath Ledger calls her and finds out Jake Gyllenhaal's fate is the, the saddest thing. And she does this little when she finds out who he is, she yeah. does this little, like, noise in her mouth, or it's guttural. Yeah. He used
2: to say he wanted his ashes scattered on Brokeback Mountain. But I wasn't sure where that was. I thought Brokeback Mountain might be around where he grew up. Knowing Jack. It might be some pretend place where bluebirds sing and there's a whiskey spring.
1: Oh, man, we. We was herding sheep and broke back one summer. Back in 63.
2: Mm. Well, he said it was his favorite place. I thought he meant to get drunk. He drank a lot.
1: Is this folk still up in Lightnum Flat? Yeah. Uh, thank you for your time. I hear sure I'm sorry. We were just good friends.
0: <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. She. I'll I'll leave it to the audio clip to tell it, but there's a great she tells a story about this interaction she had with Oprah because of it.
3: So um Brokeback Mountain comes out and, you know, it's this little mini phenomenon.
1: Yeah.
3: Um and Heath God rest his soul. And Michelle and Jake—they're just getting all the attention they deserve. And I'm there too. And somehow I'm just sort of being brought to every press thing. I think they're hoping—I don't know—that little girl. I love your character. I grew up Thank in New you. Mexico. Thank you very much. It was very and familiar to me somehow. It, it just became very clear that like they were the top tier, yeah. and I was sort of like an, not quite there. Yeah. But I still was going around doing all this press, but there wasn't much to talk right. to me about. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so we all go on Oprah. Which is, like, just a thrill, yeah. as I'm sure you can imagine. And um, we go on the show, and Oprah asks me a question, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's my turn to talk. But it, I didn't understand the question, and then it turned out it was meant for Michelle. Oh, And so it's just like, <laughs> I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I have nothing to do, I'm just occupying space. Oh, then. come on, So then Oprah turns and she says to me, you know, uh, so, did Lorene know? Did she know that Jack was gay? And it's Oprah and I've sw- sworn to myself: this is why you can never be too rigid about anything. That I'm not going to answer this question, but it's Oprah, so I want to answer yeah. the question. But um and Ang Lee, we had just done a Q and A, Q&A, and someone had asked him that, and he said, "Well, you know, I think it's obvious, but I don't think it has to be stated." And I was like, "I'm just going to borrow Ang Lee's answer." Sure. The thing is, though, when Ang Lee says it, it's different than when 21-year-old Anne Hathaway says it. So I say it, and I offend Oprah. I What'd offend she say? her. She, she goes, say? "Oh." Oh, is it obvious, oh. Anne? It's obvious, <laughs> so I'm just not getting it. Like it's obvious to everyone here. She turns to the oh audience, my God. and she's like, "So everyone else gets." It. And I'm like, "Oh no, no! I literally had one thing to do here, and I did <laughs> up." You
1: offended oh, Oprah, my.
3: and and so I just like kind of was like, "I can't believe it," and I just said, "I'm so sorry. My mother wants to kill me right now that yeah. I was disrespectful to you." Right. And I later found out that um, a director that I was dying to work with uh decided he didn't like me because, because of, that of that interview.
0: But uh but anyways, Uh but yeah, I think that's a really fantastic performance. Do you have... Well, I just want to say, I know you don't like Interstellar at all. I don't. I don't. And I think she's an incredibly underwritten character. And let me tell you, she literally gets the line, love is the fifth dimension. Fuck that movie. I like that movie a lot. <laughs> I thought again yesterday, and I was just like... And I, I Gavin, I honestly had this thought. I was like... I love drama in space. (laughs)
2: You're a scientist, Bran. So listen to me. When I say that love isn't something we invented, it's observable, powerful. It has to mean something. Love has meaning, yes. Social utility, social bonding, child rearing. We love people who have died. Where's the social utility in that? None. Maybe it means something more, something we can't yet understand. Maybe it's some evidence, some artifact of a higher dimension that we can't consciously perceive. I'm drawn across the universe to someone I haven't seen in a decade, who I know is probably dead. Love is the one thing we're capable of perceiving that transcends dimensions of time and space. Maybe we should trust that, even if we can't understand it
0: yet. Well, let uh, I will I will give you a heads up for if you go watch last year's Amy Adams vehicle, which is something kind of Arrival. Mm-hmm. It's literally Interstellar told in a much better way. Okay, how dare you talk to me like I haven't seen Arrival? <laughs> first of all, um, I liked Interstellar a lot. I I I. If you say it's better than Arrival, we're done. No, I don't think, I don't think it's better than Arrival. I just was just like, wow, Christopher Nolan has thoughts. First of all, and he's like, I, I don't know. I also was just like, forgot that Matt Damon's in that movie.
1: But, yeah, and I was just like, oh, Matt Damon, get Matt Damon. out of here.
0: Um, I, I, I like that movie. Jessica Chastain's in it. Jessica Chastain's really good in it. Forgot, she, I, I have a hard time finding flaws in Jessica Chastain for some reason. She's just like immaculate to me. I don't know. <laughs> she is too pure, too great. Yeah, exactly. Like. Just read to me, Jessica Chastain. Also, what I really (laughs) like about the movie, the music is so good. I was just like, oh my god, I am feeling feels. Thank you, everybody. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm a monster, whatever. Gavin's a monster. He doesn't like Devil Wears Prada. He doesn't like... (laughs) I I don't think Devil Wears Prada is as good as everybody makes it out to be, but I don't think it's terrible. I don't... I'll give it that. Emily Blunt. Ooh, Emily Blunt's so good in it. True queen. Yeah, yeah. That scene at the end when she's like, I've got some samples. And she's like, oh, that's another problem I have with different Prada. Anne Hathaway's fat? What? Yeah, fake. Like, doesn't make any sense. Like, fake. Like, emaciated Anne Hathaway's, uh-huh. like, I haven't eaten in four years. And they're like, oh, a hefty wonder. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, right before we move on, I know we're dragging this out, uh, but uh, Colossal, which is out in theaters now. Yeah. i think her performance of colossal is honestly up there for me with her top it's in the it's it's in her better stuff yeah for sure yeah and i think um it's funny every time someone's like oh what's that movie about and i was like oh well she's a monster and they're like spoiler alert i'm like it's not a spoiler there is a plot twist and there are things to be spoiled her as a monster is not one of them i uh i can't stand spoil like i have a friend who literally i can't tell him if i like to film or not because he's like spoiler alert it's like that's my emotional reaction. <laughs> um, You're like, mm. um, but yeah, Colossal out in theaters now at the risk of turning this podcast into a commercial. I would highly recommend going to see it. And also what's amazing about it is there's no big studio behind it, yeah. which I did not realize until I got to the theater and like the biggest studio name was Neon. And I was just like, this is, this is awesome. So I'm glad she came back with something like this, something Weird. very strange. I love that she's like more comfortable now. She, I feel like she's done her like, do like did, yeah. make, did all her shitty movies you know knows everyone in the industry now snatched her oscar <laughs> got to go away have a baby and like raise a ton of money for gays and now she's back and like yeah I'm going to do this fucking weird yeah. movie yeah and she picks up a script by Nacho Vigalondo Nacho Vigolando, <laughs> great name <laughs> I, up there with Mia Thermopolis uh, yeah exactly um but yeah and the movie also stars Dan Stevens and Jason Sudeikis who I think is giving a career performance yeah. for him because like I mean he's mostly done like really shitty comedies yeah. and like this is him on another level. Uh, it was surprising. I was so surprising. I was like, what's happening? I'm scared. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend Colossal to go out. But now is the negative portion, Ugh. and we've already talked about how we we're not here. To, uh, paraphrase, uh, Shakespeare, we came here not to bury Anne Hathaway, but to praise her. Yes. So, but, but she also, has had some bad performances. Let me tell you. And some bad movies. I thought I could come, I woke up this morning and I was like, I know about my Pixar. And then Pixar. Ah, ah. Pixar studios. Um, but then I was like, Oh, I have some time. Let me watch passengers. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> See, I find. Passengers is really bad, but I find it like so inoffensive in comparison to some of the other movies she really? did. Really? Yeah. No, I think Passengers is very offensive. I was, <laughs> I was offended. Um, I, I was like, what kind of M. Night Shyamalan nonsense is this movie? And that kills me because that's a director I really like too. So is that, sorry, is that yeah, your? And that's my pick. Yeah. So Passengers. My pick is Passengers, which was in 2008. From... Yes. 2008, by the way. Cause I know that there's. Same a... year as Rachel getting married came out. Yeah. Which is also very strange. And like, no one saw this movie. Literally n- no. nobody. No. And it is like I saw the synopsis, and it's like it is labeled as a romantic th- thriller side dra- drama. I was like, "What? I don't want a romantic thriller, right?" And I, I really, it, it, it feels. And watching the movie, you're, I'm so uncomfortable, you know. So essentially, it's well, that's that's a thing. I would go on though. But the movie is yeah. about uh, a plane crash happens, and there's like. Um, a couple of survivors, and Anne Hathaway's character is called to go, like... She's a grief counselor. Grief counsel them. Yeah. And, and then, but it's, like, spooky. And, like, one of the guys is really mysterious, and he doesn't want to, like, go to therapy. And then he starts hitting on her. And be- beyond, like, her better judgment starts having a relationship with this guy who she's giving grief counseling Played to. Played by Patrick Wilson, who she has zero chemistry with. And wow. I, I will say this. The other thing I learned, Anne Hathaway has great chemistry with just about everybody. Except for, and it's a a very small list, and I'll talk about the others later, but Patrick Wilson is number one on that list. They literally, he (laughs) talks to her like he's talking to cardboard. I wonder though, because he, he made some choices in that movie. Yeah. Where he's like, being very weird, and like, the first time we see him, he's naked. Yeah. And- I was into it, sure. But I was like... He's like, you could have seen this in Phantom. Yeah. (laughs) You missed out. (laughs) But, like, his whole... Like, it's weird when you first see him, he's like, oh, I'm i off this plane that has crashed and almost died, but I feel great. And, like, he's hitting on her, and it's so awkward. And... I don't give a fuck. Essentially, in the end, they're all dead. Yeah. And please spoil the shit out of this movie because I don't want people watching it. No, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, was... like, um, at, over the course of the counseling, uh, some of the passengers are disappearing and, like, yeah. so they think it's a cover up from, like, the airlines and, like, um, Andrew Brower. Is that say Andrew Brower? Yeah, Andre Brower. Andre yeah. Brower. I, <laughs> I, I do want to give a shout out to the rest of the cast is full of people I love. David Cl- Moore. Cleared Cl- of all? Uh, Cl- of all. Andre Brower, Diane fucking Wiest. I know, and I was like, who made these choices? <laughs> yeah. Because this movie is so garbage. Like, and even Diane Wiest, and I, so her character and Andre Brower are their like guides to like people to go right. back because they've died and they need to guide them to go back to whatever. Right. And, so, uh, Diane Wiest turns out to actually be like her, her aunt. Her great aunt. Yeah, her aunt. And Andre Brower was like her third grade teacher. Yeah. Or, like, but in the movie, like, he's like her, uh, work you know, boss yeah. character, and then she's like a neighbor, and it's a very bizarre movie. And like, I know we're describing it; and it sounds like nonsense because it fucking is. <laughs> and like, they it ends up trying to be like, oh, her and Patrick Wilson met on the plane, and they were gonna be in love. I guess I don't know. And like, so I guess we're watching them have ghost sex. I don't like that movie. It's I, a really bad movie. They tried. And I th- I think I think you're I. The, what What it kept me from picking it is I once again I think she's showing up. Her, I don't think her performance is the problem with the movie. I think it's a really bad movie. But. I mean, but also you, we were texting about this. Her like scream to like the oh, wind. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a scene like because the movie wants it to be suspenseful. It wants, it wants spookiness. To be, yeah. and then like oh something blows at her at some point. She like literally heart wrenching yeah. scream. She like, like screams when like I think he opens a door and like a gust of wind comes at her and she's like ah! <laughs> she freaks out. And then when she finds out that she was, like, she finds, like, a passenger's list, and she sees her name on it, and she's, like, knocking on the door of her sister's house, and she, like, is, like, screaming, and, like, I was like, oh, Anne, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, I do want to give, uh, some credit to director Rodrigo Garcia, who directed it. Uh, he did this movie, uh, years before that, called, uh, Nine Lives in 2005, and it is a movie solely starring women, and it's nine short stories of, about women, and, like, Every human alive is in it, like Laura Linney Great. and uh, like Sydney is In it, like so good. Um, so I can't believe he made this garbage. And I also don't think he's really worked in Hollywood since because oh, he made this garbage. Rough. And um, the movie made no money. Yeah, no, uh, it was it was real awful and r- real hard to get through. Um, I, I, I blame more the story than the director, honestly. Yeah, because this is like a and he star. didn't write it. No. And I'll give him that. No. But I mean, I still feel like he could have said no. Yeah, he was like, um. Mm. <laughs> Uh so I guess if we were to go over to my pick. Yeah, let's my do that. pick is uh two thousand eight also. It's Get Smart. Really? I hated every wow. second of Get Smart. Um not only is Get Smart like one of the laziest comedies I've ever seen, I like the TV show. And I didn't feel like this was reverent at all to the TV show in terms of and like I don't know, like Fat jokes? Yeah. Fat jokes. Fat joke after fat joke after yeah. fat joke. And like. Steve Carell doing fat jokes. I was like, okay. And the whole idea of casting someone like Anne Hathaway is to make, you know, Agent 99, like this strong female character. And she literally just becomes Agent 86 girlfriend in the yeah. end. She's literally like, we're going to be late yeah. for dinner. Like, and then, And they do this whole thing. And I was, I was like, oh, she's clearly too young and too beautiful. Right. And they do this whole like story where she's like got surgery. And so she's actually older than what she's presenting as, Um, and I was like, but why, Hollywood? Right.
2: Why did you change your looks?
3: Oh, um, that's not really a personal question. Um, Things from my non-work sphere spilled into my work sphere. Uh, Facts became known, identities were compromised, and I became a brunette.
2: Wow. That is a great story in which you revealed absolutely nothing about yourself.
3: I blew a mission. I was involved with someone from work, I lost focus, the mission blew up, I broke it off with that person, but my identity had already been revealed. So I had two choices, I could either spend the rest of my life behind a desk, which would be like eight hours a day of
2: scraping a cheese grater against my forehead, oh, you know. Yes. Or I could change my face, so that's what I did. painful
3: but uh needed to be
2: done and <laughs> i don't want to talk about this anymore okay. i used to look like my mom i used to look like two of my moms put together
0: she has no chemistry with steve Carell. Corral. steve Carell's not particularly good in it um no I don't, I don't even under, like, that movie's edit, edited poorly, and like, once again, when we're covering an actor, our job is not really to review the entirety of the film, but every second of that film is garbage. The slog. It was really tough for me to get there. I, I, I started it on a Friday and didn't, finish it until the following Monday. Wow. You are yeah. like, no, I had to finish it. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say I saw shades of like her Catwoman. Yes. In that, because I do think she does like, kind of like, um, sly. Right. Uh, sly the raccoon. Um, she does that pretty well. I that think. That looks sly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing an EV shirt. Everyone, we're like rocking our graphic tees today. We really are. I've got a sloth on mine that's dressed <laughs> as the flash. <laughs> Cause obviously. Yeah. Um, I, I I do think she does like kind of sly. She loves she she gives a good side eye first of all. Yes. Also anything with her she's a, she acts with her eyes like yes. she she has these gorgeous eyes that sort of tell you everything you need to know. Absolutely. And so I do think she does give good. Like, she could have been a great spy. She could yeah. have. Yeah. Well, I, and I don't think like that element of it is, you know, that bad. But I I do like I think one of her biggest problems is. Like, she is very good when it comes to a comedy. She's very good when it comes to a dramatic role. She's not a character actress, though, and mm. she will never be a character actress. She is, as I mentioned up front, an ingenue. And so, like, when you put her in things like Get Smart, when you put her in things like, uh, The Dark Knight Rises as Catwoman, when you put her in things like, uh, oh, oh, I suddenly, I suddenly can oh, uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is one of the, first of all, that movie, I, hot garbage. I try and give everything at least one star because so many people worked on a movie. Mm. Like, in my heart of hearts, I think of everybody that worked on a film.
1: And Valentine's Day
0: is a zero-star movie. But no, that movie's bad. And she plays... It's weird because I listened to a lot of interviews with her, and she really did go to college at one point as a poetry major, and that's part of her character and everything. It's one of the worst characters I've ever awesome. seen her play. And she has to do all these different accents. She has to do a southern accent. She has to do a Russian accent because she's playing a phone sex
1: worker. Yeah. What In a sweet little you have, and I will beat it with my crop until you submit to me, you filthy peasant. I will beat it and beat it and beat it and beat it. Oh. Thank you for calling Naughty Nymphos. The track will appear on your credit card is vague entertainment.
0: And I don't... What? Between Princess Diaries 1 and the rest of his career, what happened to Gary Marshall? Gary Marshall was making some mistakes. Yeah. And and that movie's like... That's my second pick for... It's so bad. It's like piss poor version of Love Actually. Yeah. And then he made two more. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I have never seen any of... I've seen Love Actually. Love it. Like, watch it every year had not seen any of these garbage holiday movies. I had seen New Year's Eve. No, um, I know. Yeah. Also didn't they just come out with Mother's Day? Yeah, see? That Ugh. was his last film, sadly. Um, but uh, you know, she's she's just not a character actress. Oh, uh the other's the Alice last Wonderland. Like she's terrible as the White Queen because like I think when she thinks of herself as play- like quote unquote playing a character, um she removes all reality from it. Yeah and I think it's really tough for her to she too. needs. She needs more mythology. I think with yeah. her like character, and it can't just be, "Oh, this is kind of like an icy bitchy queen." Right. Like, she needs like the story of this person.
2: My sister preferred to study dominion over living things. Tell me, how does she seem to you? Perfectly horrid, and her head bulbous. I think she may have some kind of growth in there, something pressing on her brain.
0: Though I will say, a um, movie that I liked but did not like her in um, is One Day. And One Day was actually up there for me as well. I didn't like the movie either. I liked it just because Jim Sturgis has never looked better. <laughs> but that's another, that's another actor in which I think she has no chemistry with. Really? I think they're both doing whatever they're doing. I didn't think he was particularly that good. I thought... But that, like, nothing necessarily worked in that movie. She actually recently addressed that, too. Really? Um, Lone. It was directed by Lone. I can't yeah, think of her last... The woman. sherfer, shir- She's Dutch. Yes. and um, She mentions that she didn't trust her. She didn't trust her as a female director. And I, I think that was really bold of her to, like, be honest about that. I, I think it shows through in that movie, too. Yeah.
3: I have to say, I learned so much from the movie One Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, Lana Scherfig, who has their finest out right now, right. which I haven't seen, but I understand is, is just wonderful. I, wi- I, I really regret not trusting her more easily. And I am to this day scared that the reason I didn't trust her the way I trust some of the other directors I've worked with is because she's a woman. Wow. it's so, hard to admit, I, It's isn't it? so hard to admit, and I hope, People understand that, that it's hard to admit. I'm so scared that I treated her with internalized misogyny. And I'm scared that, um, that I didn't give her everything that she needed or that I should have because that I was res- resisting her on some level. It's something that I've thought a lot about in terms of when I get scripts to be directed by, by women, um, when I've seen their work, it's something. And look, I'm getting red talking about this. <laughs> this feels like a confession, but I think it's something that we should talk about. When I get a script, when I see a film, a first film directed by a woman, I focus on what's, I have in the past focused on what was wrong with it. And when I see a a film directed, first time directed by a man, I focus on what's right with it. I focus on where he could go with the next one, and I focus on where she failed to go.
0: Is that just training? Is that just how we're all
1: brought up?
3: I don't know. I I don't know the answer. It's not my place to say that. I can only acknowledge that I've done that and I don't want to do that anymore and maybe me talking about it could make someone else think that whether or not they do it and maybe I'm just in the back of the pack on this one and no one else does it, in which case thanks for letting me talk. So that's something that had a really big effect on me. But it's clearly
2: a thing because look how difficult it is is for a woman to get to be a director. And
3: by the way, and I before I realized this, have actively tried to work with female directors, and I still had this mindset buried in there somewhere.
0: But yeah, one day is another problem. And also, if I was to give any advice to her, stop being British. Oh my God, (laughs) 10,000%. Yes, 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 yes. Nicholas Nickleby, which also, by the way, stars one of, uh, what's his face? I can't think of it. Sam? No, it's uh, the guy from um, uh, Pacific Rim.
1: And yeah. Sons of Anarchy, is that
0: isn't it Sam Huntsman? Huntsman? No, no, no. Um But is Charlie Huntsman? Yes, yeah, Charlie Hunnam. Whatever. Hunnam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Charlie Hunnam is. You the, say Hunnam? Hunnam? Huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, the worst actor on the planet. I really. I hate him. Wow. I've never seen him be good in anything. He's he drags everything down. And to give him an entire movie. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, but between Nicholas Nickleby.
2: Every good thing has been a trick.
0: Until you. Becoming Jane. Becoming Jane.
2: No. No, not at all.
3: No, had I really experienced that emotion, I, I should at present detest the very sight of him, and and you are mistaken, I am even impartial
2: towards the gloriously endowed one day i had a crush on you yeah ridiculous i know but we almost did it that night i couldn't believe it my poems and everything she cannot
0: she cannot do a british accent too safe her life. Especially in one day where it's like a very specific, like yeah. Yorkshire accent or whatever. I was like, what is happening? And she, and, and the funny thing is, is she's addressed it in interviews where she said, like, you know, for becoming Jane, she, you know, she said we were really isolated in Ireland. And like half the time I was just like, just be myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, yeah. yeah, I do think McAvoy was one of the few I think she actually has chemistry with. Oh, well, like, I mean, McAvoy has chemistry with everybody. Exactly. Have you seen him with Michael Fassbinder? <laughs>
1: Just heating like, up the screen. <laughs> yeah, raising some
0: temps. Um, but yeah, like, she also, I, I, I think she had good chemistry with Jake Gyllenhaal Hall. Yeah. In Love and Other Drugs. Oh, oh, yeah. And actually, I watched Love and Other Drugs and like, that is, I mean, aside from the ending, one of the least offensive, like, yeah. the, like, it's nice to see, it's not a great movie, but it's nice to see adult relationships be treated, a, like, adult, yeah. like, not, I remember, like, well, cause it's not really a romantic comedy. No. But it is like a romance movie with a lot of fucking. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and a lot of naked Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Let me tell you, America. And Woo. she, and that's the other thing. Uh, she's mentioned in interviews, if the project is right, um, she'll, she'll do nudity. Like, and mm-hmm. you, you see her naked in ha- not that we want to become one of those podcasts where yeah. we tell you when you can see her naked, but like, but also, <laughs> yeah, she's naked in havoc. She's naked in, um, Love and Other Drugs and she's naked in, um, Brokeback Mountain. Yes. And I remember when I saw, Love other drugs in the theaters. I I haven't seen it in a long time, but there's like this montage in black and white, and she's she's right here, like yeah, it's really up close. Because it's shot like a camcorder yeah. in the, for those scenes. Yeah, and I would I I the movie's fine, but all I could think of was like, wow, she is a star. Yeah, she is gorgeous beyond and and I was like, yeah, this is right. She deserves like that face deserves to be on these huge screens. Absolutely, she's just so beautiful and um. Uh, I'm so glad that she now... I feel like on the, in some of those movies, she's so uncomfortable, you know? And I feel like she's having to do whatever. And I feel like in Get Smart and um, in uh, The Intern, she yeah. she has to deal with a lot of, like, asshole dudes and their stories that, like, trump anything that she's trying to do. And, I mean, The Intern was a very whatever movie, but yeah. there's a storyline about her husband who cheats on her. And at the end, he's like, sorry, whoops. And she's like, okay. Yeah. The, the one scene, I think, that saves the intern from... Because I remember watching it and being like, this is garbage, this is garbage, this is garbage. But the scene where she talks about her husband cheating on her in the hotel room, yeah I think show And, like, once again, she's in the room with the luminary. It's yeah. her and Robert De Niro, De Niro alone. Yeah. And that scene's amazing. And yeah. she's so good at it. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of... I mean, and I know a lot of people shit on brideboards a lot. I thought... I had never seen it before, but I just assumed it was awful and bad. And I was like... Oh, it's, you know, whatever. Sidebar, Kate Hudson works in our building in that movie. I know. She, I, <laughs> I was looking out for it because you told me and I was like, oh my God, I do know that building. Um, also did not know young Chris Pratt was in that movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they randomly make him a bad guy in that movie. And I was like, what? Oh yeah. I haven't seen it in years. I didn't feel the need to rewatch it. I, I mean, and I, I, I just want to address it because I think everyone's going to be like, oh, that's a really awful, shitty movie. And it got shat on a lot. And like, yeah. and, and from all sides, I think like people who, like, romantic comedies were like, oh, this is a bad movie. And then people who were like, oh, this is anti-feminist, you know, yeah. whatever. And honestly, I was like, it's just antics between <laughs> two women. And like, yeah. It's... And it was written by Casey Wilson. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, her, uh, good friend who's also in the movie, um, uh, I forget her name. Um, but like, uh, Casey Wilson is always acting with this one woman. I can't remember her name. She's like also a comedian. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, we'll get it before the end, the but, end of this episode. But, um, I, I was like, I feel like it almost is even more sexist to be like, this movie is so shitty and blah, blah, blah. I was like, there are a lot of fucking shitty buddy comedies out there. Right. And that like- are all based around like guys being gods. Yeah. And, like, like the, and, and I think that this movie was not. Oh, June Diane Rayfield. Yeah, yeah. Of how did this get made? Yes. I didn't realize June Diane Rayfield co-wrote that. Yeah. yeah. And she's in the movie. And I, um, was like, this is. A completely, like, and, and Anne Hathaway has even said, it was a very Hollywood movie, a gloriously so Hollywood uh, budget whatever movie. Yeah. I think in that movie, she plays a character who uh, wants to, like, break out and be more than just, like, kind of, like, a simple bitch, Whatever, basically. And that's why she doesn't want to give up the date for her wedding. And she says, I identified that with that at the time, like, wanting to break out and not be just, you know, this kind of, like, ingenue, like, pigeonhole character. Um, and so, I don't know controversial, but I guess I'm kind of defending Bride Wars, you know? It's not not a good movie, but, like, it definitely didn't deserve, like, the amount of hate it got, and I, you know, it's a movie written by women, starring two women, yeah, and, like, yeah, let a fucking movie be bad if it's bad. Like it's not like it's not like Kate Hudson and Anne Hathaway are like you know bringing back the fucking feminist movement like twenty fucking years. They are. They're the glorious Steinem <laughs> of uh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. day and age. glorious Steinem like just died. I and mean, when she saw it, she's like, "Bye, bye." I'm I'm giving the crown to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but also like the the movies. Princess all... of Genovia, Goldie Hawn. Too. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, also, who's in that movie? Um, who's uh, uh? I just had it pulled up. Uh, I'm so sorry, I, can... I ruined everything. Um, uh, Candace Bergen. Yes. Uh, good old Candy. Uh, I forgot that Candace Bergen was in it. And I, I, the movie is like full of antics, antics, whatever. And then at the very end, though, they, they reconcile and they're, because they are good friends. And I was like, I can imagine Casey William being like, I want to have like this buddy comedy between two women who are fighting. But in the end, like, they are girlfriends. And like, Anne Hathaway's character goes through some really gnarly shit at the end. And um, they come together. And I was like, this is fucking great. I was not expecting this deep a dive into Bride wars. I'm sorry. Like, I, had, no, I, mean... I had to address the Bride Wars elephant room, like in the room. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. See, what else, what I, else you got? I, I, I think that's sort of it. Like in terms of, so what would your thesis be? Like if you had to cast Anne Hathaway in something going forward. Oh man. What would you, I, look more for? When I saw, to? uh, so, but... Colossus and Colossal 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 yeah Colossal and also her oh my god if she played Colossus of the X-Men <laughs> I want her to be Colossus uh, in the new X-Men um but also her talking about like what's the the interview said on a scale of one to ten how big of a pothead are you and she said not a little one <laughs> and I was just like, yes, queen. Well, that's, a, that's what I liked in Colossal. I liked that she, I think she gave a very honest performance of, a, of an yeah. alcoholic. And it's yeah. a very different performance than she gives in Rachel getting married. And that's yeah. because she's an alcoholic in recovery versus an alcoholic who's really in the midst of it. Yeah.
3: Um, I got into the car at two. But then I was coming here. Well, I thought I was coming here. But then Georgia wanted to go to the loft, so then, you know, she's my fair home, so then I had to go to the loft, and when we got there, she was like, well, now I want to take a nap, so, (laughs) then I'm waiting for her to, like, wake up, and then I fell asleep. I have been asleep all night. (laughs) Are you angry?
0: And I, well, like, I want her to, I feel like she's, like I said, she's like kind of relaxed more. She's chilled out. Yeah. And I love this honesty. I don't know if it's like because she's now a mother, um, and she's married. Um, and I would just love her to, I think she's really funny. I like her in these comedic yeah. roles. And I think also now that there are more and more, uh, movies that are being made for women, by women, and that are more interesting. And she did, like, I would love to never have to see her be, um, a love interest ever again. Yes. I absolutely agree with that. Though it is funny because like in comparing her to previous episodes, and that's one of the advantages we have. She is definitely more comfortable doing that than Kirsten Dunst ever was. For sure. For sure. But I agree. I like her better when she's allowed to be herself. And it's so funny because even in like something like Love and Other Drugs, which was randomly set in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, because they really want to go hard (laughs) for (laughs) the Viagra. (laughs) Yeah. For the Viagra (laughs) angle. Um, but like the, you first meet her, and then the second time you meet her, when he calls her, she's listening to Liz Fair's Exile on Guy Street <laughs> and Exile on Guyville. And I was just like, Oh, come on. You're and you're like, like, Yep. But, but at the same time, like, I was on like, the nose. And, Yeah, I was like, that's what I want from her. I want her to be listening to Liz Fair's. I think, like, will. it's just like when you think about like Princess Diaries one, where there's yeah. not, uh, she's not a love interest. Yeah. And she's great. Princess Diaries two, where the whole fucking movie is love interest garbage. Absolutely. And it's just like, it brings me down. And then then like, Col- colossal, I was like, oh no, is she gonna have like this love interesting with Jason Sudeikis? And that doesn't happen. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But like, and I was. But like, we're not gonna tell you why. But we're not gonna tell you why. And but it's but it's great, you know. Yeah. And so I I think she's uh, better when she, you know she has like these kind of interesting meaty characters. Yeah. Um, can't believe we did not talk about Miz at all. I mean, whatever. Yeah, once again, we did a little bit up front, and I do want to like maybe I misspoke a little earlier. Or maybe I've come more around to the idea. But yeah, I mean she is really good at comedy. I guess she is silly. I guess I guess that's the she's a goofball, I think. And 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 that comes with her... You've sold me. That's like her theater kid. You know, she's like just willing to, you know I and she has the privilege just because she's so fucking gorgeous, right? But like to be able to kind of play you know silly and goofy and kind of like roll around in the mud and i mean julie andrews certainly fucking helps because she's the same way yeah you know who's gorgeous able to do silly goofball and sing. like yeah uh, the parallels are insane (laughs) um the the thing that i would like to that being said comedies and and leading roles uh i i do think she also can turn a really amazing dramatic performance and like i said part of that is the, the vulnerability of her. Um, and apparently she's been tied to at points possibly playing Judy Garland in a really? film. And I would be down for that, actually. Yeah. I, I would be down for that. Yeah. I she's, think she's got the chops for that. She is coming out and like she's, she's back. Like she has a couple of projects coming yeah. soon. Absolutely. Well, that's, uh, that's the other part of this that, uh, we normally like to do at the end of an episode, which is tell you where you can see her, as we've mentioned many, many times. Colossals, Colossal's out now. out in theaters. And I believe it's full... I believe it's full, um... Wide release. Wide release. Thank you. Um, I was like, what is that word? Get it a gather guy. Um, but, uh, she has, uh, this film called Nasty Women that's in, um... I just remember you said Nasty Women, and I was like, she's coming out in Ocean's 8! Ocean's 8 is the one (sighs) thing that she has that's, like, in post right now, and that's coming out next summer. I cannot wait. I'm excited for Ocean's 8. I cannot wait. I would much rather see Ocean's 8 than an Ocean's 14. Yeah. So... 10,000%. Um but yeah, so I, I think I don't know. I think this I, girl's got a future. Yeah, maybe. And <laughs> like, I also love that it's the 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 uh, pressure of like trying to snatch an Oscar is gone. Yes. You know, and she's able to to be more have more fun. I I really hope Ocean's Eight is as fun as I think it's gonna be. Yeah. You know, and I hope that her Sandy Bullock and Minnie Kaling and uh, everyone else, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, sorry. Rihanna. Hello. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like I, I hope and and i i just want i want more of this i want more of this yeah. and her just like having fun yeah i i i feel like now that she yeah she's able to pick her own projects at, at will. And yeah, yeah, the, cause I could definitely see the 2008 passengers being like a, a kind of awards grabber, like, yeah. like you said, M. Night Shyamalan nonsense and nonsense. So. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 this went a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh, good, good. I mean, I was excited. And like I said, I did more research on this one than I've done on any of the, cause the past ones I feel like I had background on. And this one was a little more outside my wheelhouse. But I'm glad I did it. Outside your wheelhouse, Anne Hathaway, you, really Gavin? <laughs> You're not her number one fan like me. The uh well let me <laughs> expose my Anne Hathaway t shirt. I mean <laughs> I, I mean I know I I can't. our biggest fight came from Interstellar, wow. <laughs> I was like, Gavin's gonna be like, Why are you defending Bride Wars? No, no, absolutely not. And I, I think I it's probably like The the people who listen to this show that don't know me in person, your friends, Mm -hmm. probably are like, Oh, this guy's the biggest stuffed shirt in the world. I love a good comedy, but be fucking funny. Don't be (laughs) get smart. Wait, you want comedies that are funny? Yeah, I know. Shocking. Tell more. Uh. But yeah, so if you like the show and you like what you're hearing, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at, at The Mixed Reviews. The interwebs. We're there, guys. Um, You can email us at uh, ReviewsMixed at gmail.com, which once again, I've still not checked. Gavin. I need to check that nonsense. Uh-huh. Um, or you can find us on Facebook at yes. The Mixed Reviews. Just put that in your little Facebook search bar. And we're there. Yes, and like us, because we only have 31 likes so far, and we need more. And we're posting, like, fun polls. Yeah. And oh, views. I guess I should give the results. Of the, so I did extensive polling. We, we did extensive did polling Linklater. last week. Yeah, yeah Richard Linkler's polls were like it was it was hard. I think we we you had to do like multiple rounds. Right. Well, because I got some people complaining to me. They were like, what about Bernie? What about School of Rock? And I was like, oh, damn. Because like it's it's much easier when you're doing an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, yes. because I think it's sort of universal. Um but uh after several rounds of doing the polls. We finally got to the truth, and it seems that people that listen to this show's favorite Richard Linklater film is Before Sunset. That's uh-huh. 49%. Um, School of Rock being 13%, Bernie being at 13%, and Days that Confuse at 25%. Wow. So, yeah. Strong, show. I mean, all four are great. Yeah. Absolutely. Not a bad movie in that nope. bunch. Nope. But, yeah. If you want us to do more polls, like, if you want us... Give us an actor. Yeah. Um, give us a director. Give us, yeah. A genre. A, a genre. Like, we'll... We'll literally do anything, Gavin. Wink. Oh my God, Susia <laughs> girl. Uh, but we will see you in two weeks in two after weeks. we uh, come watch some more movies. Yeah, and we'll come up with the next topic. Awesome. See you guys later. Bye. Each-
3: Believe in you, but I just can't get no
1: relief. Somebody, 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 anybody, find me. Somebody to love. (laughs) Louder. Got no feel, I got no rhythm. I just keep losing my beat. I'm okay, I'm all She's all right, she's all right.
3: to I just gotta Ooh, get out of this prison cell.
1: One day I'm gonna, gonna be free, free Lord. Somebody, 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 somebody. Can anybody find me? Somebody to
2: love. Give a little more soul. <laughs>